We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the official podcast of BoomTownHoops.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore uncontested. We are on Instagram as well as Facebook. Check us out wherever you get your social media. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I am joined today by the one, the only, Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. Justin, how's it going, man? Oh, we're doing just dandy. Um, you know, I I think we have some actual kind of sort of news to talk about tonight, and I think we might have some actual kind of sort of news to talk about this whole week, and that feels exciting to me. Definitely. I, I think we are on the precipice. What a fun Ooh, word. That's a great word. We are on the precipice of NBA news. I think it's going to be a flood whenever things hit. Are we going to uh, climax this week? Um, what? Who said that? I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Don't tease me, Jacob. <laughs> I typically uh, go a little bit early, though. So. <sighs> yeah, we know. We've talked about this. Have we? We're working on it. 
This reminds me of I've been watching uh, King of the Hill. Mm, on classic. Hulu. Oh, dude, yes, so good, so good. It's oh my gosh, so good. Um, Damn, Dale, Bobby. Dale Dribble would fit in with a lot of folks today. <laughs> um, that makes me think of Hank's narrow urethra. That's why they couldn't have another kid. He's got that narrow yeah, urethra. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Them's the breaks. Oh, so good. Anything love... else on your mind? No, just, <laughs> okay. just Hank's, Hank Hill's narrow urethra. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. It's, I don't really want anything else on my mind, honestly. Oh, okay. Noted. <laughs> you know, the I do think, if not this week, then, then when. That's kind of my feeling on this Thunder News. Like... Half the league's city edition jerseys have come out, and I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm yep. waiting for something to come out. I'm waiting for somebody to DM me something, wink, wink. Um, I want to see something. Uh, we got a little tease of coach news, which I know we're going to talk about, but, like, I'm ready. Let's pull the trigger. It's game time. Let's go. We are we are 44 days from the NBA season, and these dominoes are going to start falling. I completely agree. Yeah, it's... It's coming. It's coming soon. Um, there's more semen jokes to make there. I'm not going to oh do them right gosh. now. You know where my mind went? Do you remember? This is going to be a very a very niche um, reference. Do you remember the internet videos roughly, let's say, 2005, 2006 era, the George Washington? Like, uh, I don't know if it was a rap song. It was animated. Is this Some, ringing any bells? Yes. There, so, something something dim <laughs> in the back of my mind just Washington, lit back up. Six foot. Wait a fucking ton. And it, <laughs> the chorus was like, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He'll kick you apart. I don't know. Google it. It's worth it uh, for a, a little splurge of early internet nostalgia. I'm sorry. I just wasted everyone to, everyone's time <laughs> with that reference, but I promise. I hope everybody good. pauses the podcast and goes and looks that up. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I hope it's worth it if you do. Well, Taylor, um, God, I don't know if you, this is why, the why second I call you Taylor time. Again? Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, Justin. This is unbelievable. Justin, quitting the pod. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, there was a vote that took place last week. Mm. Not the vote that uh, that we we we, we we just want, we won't we won't go Oop. there. The MBPA voted. Um, as Woj reported, as Woj reported, all Every, votes counted. All votes counted. All <laughs> votes counted. No fraud. Hmm. That we know of. That we know of. Mm-hmm. Although I heard that Detroit didn't vote. Really? Didn't get their absentee in on time. <laughs> came, came in uh, af- after Tuesday at 5 p.m. Um, oh, dear. But, Justin, we yes. have uh, some NBA news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The NBA. I'm good. The NBA is back. Yes. Official. 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 We got word on Thursday night via all the major reporters that the NBA will start on December 22nd. Uh, dates that we know for sure, Justin. Yes. November 18th is the draft. That's been set for a while now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming Woes right reported. up. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are a week and a half away. Cannot wait. It's crazy. Uh, be on the lookout very soon for us to drop some news 
uh, about a virtual draft hangout party that we're planning. We can't all get together at like a bar or a restaurant or a tap house like we wanted to, Justin, for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So instead, we're going to do something virtual with everybody and, and a place for us all to hang out and talk about the draft next Wednesday night. I'm super excited for that. But Woj reported uh, 48 to 72 hours after that, free agency will open up. It's looking like that Friday or Saturday, November, somewhere between November 19th yep. and 21st. Training camp starts December 1st and the first game of the season on December 22nd. It's crazy. It's so fast. Yes. It's the, we were just talking about, but the news dump, the Thunder have to hire a coach. Yeah. Drop these uniforms, <laughs> make a draft selection, trades, free agency, camp, preseason, and then the first game of the season, like you said, all in 45 days. As podcasters, this is a wet dream. <laughs> Speak no, for yourself. No more redrafts. No more <laughs> me sitting on Google Docs asking you guys, what the hell are we going to talk about tonight? Yeah, that that is nice. Um, real things, real things to discuss, real things to talk about. But like, holy crap, this is fast. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, suck it, Jared Dudley. This is happening, and I yep. think that we talked about this a little bit last week. But it's like December twenty second always made the most sense financially, and the players could whine as much as they wanted to. But at the end of the day. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be as financially viable as possible. And December 22nd was always the way to do that. And I think that I just don't think the players really ever had much leverage. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out. Uh, LeBron's already put out. Didn't he say he was going to be cherry picking the begin yeah. <laughs> beginning of the schedule? And I think you're probably going to see that from some guys. Load management is going to go to a whole new level this season, if I had to guess, but overall, I mean, th there was no way they weren't going to start December 22nd. I, I think that once the parties got together and talked about it, it was the inevitable conclusion. Uh, but all this means is I get to watch NBA on Christmas and that is delightful, especially on a socially distanced Christmas. <laughs> uh, what that, right. I mean, at least for my family yeah, is going right. to look very different from traditional Christmas. Right. And I the Thunder probably won't play, so there won't be any like emotional investment. Yeah, exactly. It's which just sometimes be is hoops. nice. They won't lose to the Heat and ruin Christmas. Exactly. How the Heat stole Christmas. <laughs> Justin, you have a favorite Christmas movie? Oh, uh, absolutely I do. Um, unequivocally, hands down, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's so good. I've been watching that movie far since far earlier than i probably should have same um is but it because I, it's like a family movie you like your family watches it yeah we would That's watch same it with, us. with like my dad's extended family yeah usually exactly the same with us usually like thanksgiving it'd be like that's the thanksgiving night to the season yeah uh-huh but i mean that's a movie i quote year round if i'm being honest and much to probably the annoyance of those around me in my personal life i think so, so there's a scene. I'm going to set up the context of the scene. Um, maybe get us too far off the rails, but this is important. Clark Griswold's going outside to cut down a new Christmas tree. His neighbors come out and he says, Hey, Griswold, where are you going to put a tree that big? And he says, bend over and I'll show you. I think bend over and I'll show you is a 
that's what she said esque line. It ha- it can be used on a daily basis in regards to any sort of phrase. Um, I encourage you to look for opportunities in your daily life to incorporate bend over and I'll show you. That's, that's such a good scene. That's my fun fact for the day. I love it. <laughs> I love it. What about you? What's your fave? Uh, it probably has to be National Land Capoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh, yeah. It's same. It's I, to be. I, I also have a lot of like emotional attachment to that movie because of family as well. Yeah. Um, Elf also, is also excellent. What is? Elf. I feel uh, like Elf, Elf is a modern classic. Yeah. I I'm, I mean, Elf is fine. I'm not a huge Whoa. fan, but Whoa. Elf is fine. Tap the brakes. Okay. Um, if okay. I'm going my, my top three, I'm going National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm going uh, The Night Before mm-hmm. with Seth Rogen. And um, <laughs> a an, an off-the-radar one that a lot of people probably... Uh, don't don't maybe haven't seen yet uh it's called i think it's called klaus and like klaus the the netflix one the netflix animated one yeah underrated really really pretty solid i think didn't it get it got nominated for some awards did it it should have it's incredible um it's pretty good old old school grinch is always a good one oh and i can't forget um old school rudolph yes dude that is my my son's hands down favorite movie. Claymation like, Rudolph. I pissed my mom off a few years ago because I started making jokes about how Claymation Rudolph uh, made back in the sixties was a, a microcosm of the civil rights movement. Uh, <laughs> and I started drawing comparisons throughout the entire movie. And she was like, it's just a goddamn Christmas movie. And she got so angry. It was the best. And Jacob's that family member at Christmas. Yeah, I poked the bear. Yeah, well. I poked the bear. Well, anyway, let's get back to NBA uh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> We've been really, really focused tonight. Um, yes. Um, so we, we listed those dates. Uh, one yes. date that we do not know yet, Justin, is when the trade moratorium mm-hmm. will be lifted. Woj reported that it will be lifted shortly before the draft. Um, I pulled off a really hot take last week and said, by Friday evening, uh, it's Sunday evening and it hasn't been lifted. So my guess yeah. now is, I, I don't think they're going to do it like the day before the draft. There's no way they do that. They don't give them that short of a runway. Yeah, I would think maybe the weekend before the draft. So maybe a week, a week from now, seven days from when we're recording this, hmm. I would expect us to either have the trade window opened or be very, very close least, to yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've to have some time for that to be able to work that stuff out. And having it open before the draft enables draft night trades, which I feel like you have to have. 100%. Um, especially, if you're, especially if you're Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, there's going to be some, some action that goes down with the Thunder. It'll be fascinating to see when the timing of all that is. Like, is it as we've speculated that they might have some deals ready to go, and it's as soon as that trade window opens. Is it is it going to be like, um, uh, like the the trade deadline where Woj bombs are just flying off the shelf? And, yeah, or like last year's free agency where he yeah, very right? clearly Be- had drafts before ready it even to go. starts. Right, six um, o'clock hit that night, and it was just like ding 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 ding. It's like hit the damn lottery. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see it go that way because, like we've talked about, they've had months and months and months to like sit around and figure this stuff out. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if some teams, like you know, slow play this thing a little bit. I think outside of 
these these dates and whatnot, the long term outlook is so uncertain that I think that's just going to be like the X factor in everything this upcoming season, especially when it comes to transactions is, you know, what are the owner's confidence levels with revenue projections, with what their team looks like, with what their chances of a championship are, with what the season looks like. That's going to muck up a lot of teams' plans, I feel like. No, I totally agree. It's, like you said, the timing of it, the structure of it, uh, all of it is going to be really fascinating. But I think we're about a week away from that window being open. Yeah. The, the Players Association and the league still have a few things to sort out. Uh, Now, one thing we do know is that the salary cap and the tax are going to be set to the levels where they were last year. That They're going to basically keep it flat. The 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 cap will stay at 109. I think the tax is at like 132. They expect it to stay right around there. Um, Maybe raise the tax just a little bit, but Mm -hmm. keep the cap at the same point. And raising the tax would also raise the the hard cap um, apron. So that would move up. But we know that over the next couple of years, the tax and the cap will rise about 2% annually. Uh, so they're going to artificially inflate those numbers and let them continue to grow marginally. Uh, and the players have pretty much agreed to, they're still finalizing this, but somewhere between 18 and 20% of their, their paychecks kept in the escrow account for three years rather than take the massive one-year hit now. Uh, which I think makes a lot of sense, especially yep. for those players that are on veteran minimums or rookie scale deals who don't make much money. Yep. If they were going to take like a 30 to 40% hit this year, that would be horrible for those people. And so they're all going to take a hit over the next few years to kind of smooth that out. Yep. It feels like uh, the NBA as a collective being has learned the values of smoothing these things out and not having them for better or for worse hit all at once. Um, Just a shame they couldn't have figured that out a little sooner for Oklahoma City's sake. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, well, we we got screwed back in 2016 with that, Justin. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this year, things are kind of shaping up good for OKC. I mean... This is not a new take, but how pissed are you if you're the Clippers? Like, (laughs) last season was what it was. Uh, Pandemic interrupts the middle of it. The Clippers' playoff performance fizzled out. You've got Kawhi and PG for one more year, and it's looking like that's not going to be a normal season either. It's going to be more normal than this year, but still, you traded away a lot for two years at a championship and it just so happens that those two years are two of the most abnormal years in NBA history. That's tough. That yeah. that's tough to swallow. And when you look at the landscape of the West next year. Yeah. That doesn't make it easier. Yeah, and you gave up all that stuff and now you can't even have fans in the stands to capitalize on revenue. Right. Like that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. beating a dead horse here. It's such a perfect year to tank. You could not ask for better parameters for the Thunder to tank. Yeah. People if can't there was go any in the stadium doubt, anyways. If there was any doubt in anyone's mind that the Thunder were maybe not going to tank, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Yep. You don't have to worry about ticket sales because you're probably not going to have any. You're not going to have people in the stands. It's less games. Yep. You're going to play more games against the Western Conference, which is stacked. Yep. Nobody is competing with you for tanking in the Western Conference. Yet. Yet, yeah. There will well, be someone. I mean, 
Inevitably, yes, but I think it's going to take them a while to get to that point, and the sure. Thunder will already have locked up some losses by then. Unless they go like, it, it, it could be somebody like the Warriors this year, where very quickly, first few weeks of the season, uh, it becomes obvious that they should just pull the plug. That's true. And something like that could happen. But yeah, as of now, I think most of the teams in the West are going to try to be competitive. And the best part of it, the prize at the end is the best prize you can get. The 2021 class is stacked. Yes. I'm just, I, I'm very excited it's gonna be for weird. it. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. So we've got some dates in the book. We have some dates still yet to be set, but things are about to start popping off really quickly. Mm-hmm. One of those things, Justin, is a Thunderhead coach. A freaking coach. We got some news on, was it Thursday night, I believe? Yeah, it was ES- the same same night as the MVPA vote. vote. It yep. all went off. Uh, ESPN Australia, uh, along with Brian Windhorst, confirming that Sydney Kings coach Will Weaver, currently in quarantine after traveling from Australia to OKC. Uh, shortly after that report hit ESPN, the Sydney Kings released a, uh, a statement saying that Will mm-hmm. Weaver uh, was indeed overseas um, interviewing for coaching positions. They said plural positions. Right. Thunder are the only head coaching job open. <laughs> right. Um, and, like kinda, that, you know, they, they supported that. They they don't expect to keep great people around. They they like the fact that they can be a springboard for people's careers. Yada, 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 yada. Um, a, a source, is it fair to say a source, Justin? Uh, a source from Australia that, that I have been in contact yeah. with. Um, said that he is hearing rumblings that the Sydney Kings are looking to hire a new head coach. Uh, so I think that is uh, mm-hmm. something pretty substantial. Sig- significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter.com. I know the Thunder are going to interview people in person. Like, that's a no-shit statement, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they weren't going to hire somebody via a Zoom interview. With that being said, though, I don't think Will Weaver is boarding a plane, ditching the Sydney Kings, flying halfway across the world in the middle of a global pandemic, um, succumbing himself to a quarantine in Oklahoma City for however long, just to have uh, a second interview with Sam Presti when there's still 10 candidates left. Yep. Uh, to me, the logic just isn't there. Totally agree. And and you have to factor in the timing. Like... <laughs> Like we mentioned earlier, we're 44 days from the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, players are allowed to go in the practice facility and work out with the coach right now. Right. If if you are bringing somebody in at this point, you got to be close. Yeah. This like, is you, this is the late stage. It's interesting though. I wonder if Sydney, if the Sydney Kings had their statement ready to go earlier, and we're just waiting for somebody to report on it because he he was linked potentially. Uh, to the Pelicans job. I heard he was a finalist for the Pelicans job. And so it makes me wonder, you know, if they had that statement ready to go and just didn't change it. Um, It also makes me wonder if maybe has he, has he been in the States? Like maybe he's been in the States and I don't know. I don't know. I think if he had been in the States though, he wouldn't have to quarantine when he got to OKC. Well, what I meant, I get what I was implying is that maybe he's already had that first, maybe he's already done an in-person interview. Like maybe he came and did one with the Pelicans and the Thunder at the same time. And so to your point, this is likely not an interview. Like he might've already done that. 
um, this is probably more likely like, hey, let's do the thing. Um, and last Sunday when we recorded, I was, I made the assertion that I didn't think Thunder Coaching news would happen last week because I thought a certain presidential election would drag on and steal a lot of the conversation. And wow, I had no idea how right that would be. Um, but I think this is the week. I, I'm I'm switching this week, and I think it's it's going to happen at some point this week. The Thunder will officially announce a head coach, and I'm feeling very confident that it will be Will Weaver. Fascinating. I was about to ask you, do you think what 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 is the likelihood that you think that Will Weaver is in town, and once he completes his quarantine, uh, it, they're just waiting for him to get out of quarantine so they can announce and do a press conference. It feels like 95% to me. Wow. Just uh, because, again, because of the timing. Like, if this, if he's quarantining not for that, then what are they doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> they, there's no time for any other plan here. Like, the, the timing makes sense of he's quarantining. They're going to announce him. He'll be at a press conference. He'll start practicing. Like, I don't know. He'll, he'll be in the job. So, soon. so your money is on it, the head coach's Will Weaver. That's where I'm putting my money. Interesting. Question. When they yes. do the press conference, will it be at the Four Seasons Hotel or the Four Seasons Total Landscaping? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. No, it'll be at the abandoned Chesapeake Energy offices. Yeah, probably so. Uh, sorry. Sorry to anyone out there. Um, sorry if you uh, aren't a Chesapeake. fan of uh, Four Seasons Landscaping. Um Really Everyone's company, a fan of Four Seasons Landscaping, Jason. Yeah. Jacob. Wow, uh, Jason. I called you Jason. That's payback for Taylor <laughs> yeah, earlier. There you go. Um, uh, I think there's a place across the street where they get their fertilizer from too. Perfect. Uh, That's <laughs> a really bad something, joke. No, I'm I'm following. That's um, a really bad joke. <laughs> I probably should have made that. We one. need to move on. Uh, um, no, okay. I think I, I'm, I'm fairly surprised that you are that confident on Weaver. Where would you put it? I, I don't know. I would put it as likely. Hmm. Uh, I, I think – I didn't think you'd be bought all in on, on Will Weaver. Okay, so so play this out with me. Okay. Weaver's here to do a, a finalist interview, let's say. Um, is Where's the next candidate? Is he interviewing now? Is he inter- Are they waiting to bring them in till after Weaver comes in? Like, what's the what's the timeline if they don't choose Weaver for selecting a different candidate? No, I I get your point there. Um, like, they would have to be interviewing that person at like it would be the kind of thing where it's like, okay, we have two finalists and we're going to bring them both in one more time and like chat with them. Which, in theory, yeah, that that could be true. Um, but again, to your point, it's just like. I don't know. It seems like a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, and my, if you're here, not sure, I'm gonna get deep in the weeds here. But like, if you knew you were bringing Will Weaver in for an interview and flying him from Australia to OKC, you could have him start taking COVID tests in Australia, get to OKC, take a couple of days worth of COVID tests, um, see that he's clean have a socially distanced meeting where you sit across the conference table from each other wearing masks like I, it quarantining for an interview doesn't add up a whole lot to me is that yep. fair 
That's what I'm saying. It's, it feels like a lot of hoops to jump through for something that's not a sure thing. Now, this could very well, um, it could blow up in, in my face and he could not be the coach, but I just, it just, it has, it passes the sniff test. That in combination with what Royce Young said of like, eh, I don't think this is, or I don't think this is going to go on much longer. That makes me think he knew Will Weaver was already in Oklahoma Didn't he City. Did say that like a week ago? Right. Like he, he probably knew Will Weaver was either in Oklahoma City or on his way to Oklahoma City at that point. Yeah. I feel like is is reading the tea leaves what that statement is saying. Um, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know what the press conference looks like in, you know, with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. But I think if I were a betting man, I'm betting on it happening this week. Okay. So I think it was last Monday's episode. I we had those five or six names from Mark Stein's report, and I yeah. said, "Are you guys taking these names or the field?" Now I'm going to ask you uh, even narrower: Are you taking Will Weaver or the field? Will Weaver. Okay, yep. mm-hmm. I'm into it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. We'll uh, we'll see if we get an announcement this week. I hope we get to emergency pod. I've been dying to record an emergency. Pod. I'm just wait. Yeah, I'm waiting for the tweet. I'm ready. He's an interesting candidate. I've been he reading looks about very, him. Like his his. Just the, his visual looks very Sam Presti, does it not? Yeah, he does. I saw somebody call him Basketball Beto. <laughs> I've seen that too. Cracked That's awesome. Um, but no, I think from aside from his looks, um, what I've read about him just it feels very it feels like a Presti type pick. Um, the way that they're talking about the way he runs his offense. He's, he's doing some, some things on the offensive end, some play calls that are maybe a little untraditional, um, maybe on the cutting edge of things a little bit, a different style of play than I think what we've seen from Oklahoma City. And I think that that probably meshes with Sam Presti and a vision for Thunder 2.0 and maybe taking things in a little bit different of a direction than what we've seen for the last decade, which speaking as somebody who has to watch this team a hundred times a year uh, is a breath of fresh air to just like, I think we got to see it a little bit already, you know, last season, but like just getting something, something different in terms of the on-court product and, and the style of play I think is going to be refreshing and makes a lot of sense to implement something like that at a time like this. Definitely. And something else interesting, I, I guess I never really dug deep in my, in my thoughts on this, but so a quick background on Weaver he coached at I think Sam Houston State. Yep, correct. And that's where he he was working there when Hinky was in Houston. That's where mm-hmm. they linked up. Hinky got the job in Philly. Hinky brought him on as an assistant. He worked in Philly. Then he went and worked with Kenny Atkinson uh, with the Nets. Yep. Went and coached the Nets G League team. Was the G League coach of the year, and then got the head gig over at the Sydney Kings. He has been an assistant coach for two NBA teams that went through a rebuild. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. I think the the experience the experience and being around those things especially um you know the process in Philly will be fascinating. And it yeah. also makes me think, you know, when we heard those early rumors about Kenny Atkinson being potentially mentioned for the Thunderhead coaching job, it almost makes me wonder was there was an interview one- with Cat with Kenny but about we- Will Exactly. Like, was the rumor, hey, you know, Thunder, we're talking to Kenny Atkinson. That gets translated to Kenny Atkinson's a candidate. But in reality, it was, hey, we want to talk about Will Weaver. 
which is kind of fascinating to think about. I don't know if we'll ever get like a conclusion on that, but yeah. it's fun to think about. Well, and not only working with the process, uh, probably a a good work experience for getting this Thunder job, but when you think of Kenny Atkinson, at least when I think of Kenny Atkinson, I think of that Nets team that went on kind of that improbable run mm. that had that great chemistry with they D'Angelo Russell yep. uh, and all of them, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, um, Jarrett Allen, you know, yep. that, that whole team. And all the talk around the league was the culture that Kenny Atkinson had built with that team. And Will Weaver was right there with that. Yep. And Absolutely. You, you know that Presti is all about that culture. All about that culture. You're, bu- you're buying me in, yeah. Justin. Yeah. You're buying me in. Yes. Will Weaver's just a fun name to say. I'm going to I'm gonna put that out there. William Weaver. Will Weaver. Will Weaver. W- Will Willie, Weaver. Willie, it, it, Willie W. It'll be interesting um, to continue our, our ties with our, our pals, our mates in Oceania. Um, oh, yeah. Int- we'll, we'll see how... Steven Adams feels about um, being coached by an Aussie. Um, we'll, we'll see how, how the Kiwi Aussie uh, vibe goes down in the locker room, but I, I think they'll probably have more in common than they do that separates them. Yes, I, I totally agree. <laughs> well, speaking of Steven Adams, uh, I want to uh, do not really a game, but more like an exercise. I want us to exercise a little bit. I don't bit, like exercise. Um, and make some predictions. We already just made one. You made a, a pretty bold prediction right there that Will Weaver will be announced the head coach this next week. So yes. uh, let's continue that. But before we do, we want to tell our listeners, who makes this episode possible? Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Luckily, Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. I'm not saying, but maybe Sam Presti found Will Weaver on Indeed. Uh, It's a possibility. Uh, One of those tools that can help make your job search easier is sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and champion futures all day, every day. Just head to BetOnline today and 
and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Make sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. Again, that's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. All right, Justin, time for some exercise. We're going to do a a little prediction game here. Um, I have a list of all the players on the Thunder roster. And with the season closing, uh, or the season closing in, not closing, it's closing in, it's it's coming up. (laughs) Right. OKC is going to have some players that could be traded. Uh, They have some players that are going to be free agents. They have some draft picks coming in. So we're going to go through this list of Thunder players, kind of look at what their contract situation is, this offseason, and we're going to make a determination. Next season, are they on the team or are they gone? And we have, I believe, all 15 players here. Let me look. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 players. We're going to go through. We're going to decide staying or leaving. So let's say 10 stay, 5 leave. Then you and I are going to figure out who the five that they're going to replace them with are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm okay? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, we're going in order of age here. We're going to go from youngest to oldest player. Okay? Okay. Okay. First one up on the list, staying or leaving. We have the youngest player on the roster, Darius Baisley, who has three years, $9 million left on his rookie scale deal. Staying or leaving? Let's call him Darius Staisley. Boo. (laughs) I deserve that. Uh, yeah, Basley. Basley's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's any chance he gets moved <laughs> no, at not all a this chance. summer. We can move on from him pretty quickly and go on to the next person on the list. The second youngest player won Lugens Dort. He has three years left on his contract, uh, valued at $5 million. Legitimately, Justin, maybe the best contract in the NBA. Yep. Not going anywhere. Uh, there, after getting that uh, contract signed, there, there's not a chance that the Thunder um, sacrificed that value. Just unbelievable. Agreed. Uh, our next one has a $1.6 million team option. So the Thunder get to decide if he's on the team for one6 or if he becomes a free agent, or they could trade him. Uh, third youngest player on the team won Hamadou Diallo. I think Hami stays, and the reason is that he has upside and he's cheap. And I think that that, for the next few years, are going to be kind of the two uh, check marks that the the Thunder are going to be looking for with anybody's contract. I agree. You don't think there's a chance that he gets tossed in into a larger trade deal? I think he could uh, as, like, salary-matching fodder or something like that. I, I don't or think a he's un- I don't think he's in – he's not the same kind of stay that Dorton Baisley were – but I think it's more likely that he is around next season. All right. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think Diallo will stay. I think the front office is high on him. Uh, we know that he climbed the rotation ladder quite a bit last year. I, I think they like him a lot. He kind of yeah. fits the mold that they like. So I think he stays. Yep. Uh, next, fourth youngest player on the team. Uh, guy that we've barely ever seen. Has three years, $5 million left. The, essentially, not essentially, Almost to the T, the same contract that Lugans Dort has. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Roby. I think he probably stays. Um, again, a very, very different kind of stay than the last three, if I had to guess. Um, 
but he checks similar boxes to Diallo. I, I think not as proven in terms of upside, but like he's young. He's obviously got something that Presti likes or you wouldn't have acquired him and you're not having to pay him a lot of money. And at the end of the day, it's like the Thunder could trade everyone, almost everybody on this team uh, with a few exceptions. But at the end of the day, they do have to field a basketball team. And I think Isaiah Roby can help achieve that. Yeah. Um, If there's a G League this season, I think he spends a lot of time there. Yeah, I think that's fair. He actually spent a lot of time. Man, that's a great question, though. I haven't even thought about that. If the is G there going to be a G League? Yeah, I don't or know. Like, what does it look like? Yeah. Um, but I think Roby will play uh, a lot. F- kind of interesting story, real quick. Uh, not too much of an aside. Whenever I was covering the OKC Blue last season, yeah. uh, they were playing Dallas's G League team, and Isaiah Roby was there. Uh, I don't think he right. played that night, though. Um, but whenever I was leaving the Cox Convention Center down in the, uh, the bowels of the parking garage, I saw Sam Presti. And then the next day, they traded for Isaiah Roby. Yes. Have I told that on the pod? Uh, I don't know if you've told it on the pod, but you've told it to me before, and okay. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, he Sam Presti was there uh, watching that game. Isaiah Roby was there. Uh, and then the next day, he traded for Isaiah Roby. So, yeah, I mean, you you connect the dots where you see fit. I think you should have you should have walked over and interrupted him. That's what I think should have happened. I'm, I'm disappointed that you didn't. Yeah. yeah you got to right. seek the truth, Jacob. <laughs> No fake news in the uncontested. <laughs> Our next one, uh, I think this is, so we've been pretty, there's been no debate so far. Uh, nope. The first four players, Darius Baisley, Lugans, Dort, Hamadou Diallo, Isaiah Roby, all staying. I think this is where we start to teeter a little bit. The the, the totter has started teetering, or the teeter has started tottering. <laughs> However you'd Gross. like to say that. No, thank you. <laughs> Terrence Ferguson, um, $3.9 million owed this season. He is on an expiring contract. Last year of his rookie deal, he is extension eligible. We know that Sam Presti typically doesn't let his rookies make it to unrestricted free agency. He either trades them or he signs them to an extension. So Terrence Ferguson, stay or go? So if I say go, that doesn't mean it has to be like before the season, right? Uh, it's not, just not, like not, not necessarily at any point before the end of the season, maybe. Sure. Okay. Then I'm saying go. So you think he will be on the roster opening night? Um, I didn't say that, but here's why I think it's likely. Um, I'm not sure there's a market for Terrence Ferguson, and I'm not, I'm not sure that there's a bunch of teams that are going to be knocking down the door to acquire him. I think that's probably especially true given the strangeness of this off season. I think mm-hmm. if this were a normal off season, it's probably more likely. I think there's a possibility Terrence Ferguson gets included in another deal again as like trade fodder, but I don't think you're going to see like a trade for Terrence Ferguson happen. Interesting. So I, I I'm kind of with you in the sense that I think if he gets traded, it's going to be part of a package and not a single one-off deal. Although, I'm starting to warm up on the idea of it being a single one-off deal, kind of a Jeremy Lamb-esque trade where the Thunder yeah. trading for like a conditional second-round pick. Hmm. Yeah, I, I almost feel like it's more likely that he is gone before the season starts mm. because I think whoever does trade for him um, wants to get him under that extension window when they still have an opportunity to extend him uh, rather than getting him and carrying him to... Uh, 2021 free agency. Again, I don't think Ferguson's going to be a hot commodity at all. 
uh, yep. considering everything. But I think if somebody could get him in their system and give him like a four-year, twenty million dollar contract, three-year, fifteen million, uh, something like that, uh, mm-hmm. or even just like a, a, a two for twelve um, with a player option on the second year, like kind of like a prove it deal. Yeah. Um, I, I think a team that trades for Ferguson doesn't want to get him an unrestricted free agency. They want to get him when they have the chance to extend him. Sure. Yeah, that that makes sense. I could see that happening too. And I think I want to clarify when I say there's not a market for Terrence Ferguson. I'm not saying that that none of the NBA teams out there want him or could find use with him. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that especially with, you know, shortened free agency periods and and trade windows and like everything being so compressed, I don't know that teams are going to be like banging down Sam Presti's door to try and strike a deal for totally agree. He's not high in the high in the priority list. Yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, I actually didn't know he was this old on the team, although he and Ferguson are essentially the same age. Jake Gilgis Alexander, Mm -hmm. two years, $10 million left. More like stay Gilgis Alexander. Would you stop? I will not. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Shay's not going anywhere. Um, heck no. Unless someone gets high and offers something absurd for him. You remember when, um, oh, I forget, someone from The Athletic uh, had that trade idea, Shea, for the number two pick uh, straight up? Yeah. I'd throw up. <laughs> I would literally throw up. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's some interesting scenarios if out there. If Shea was like, in this draft, where would he go? Number one? Oh, man. I think That's... he'd be a consensus number one. Uh, okay. Are we saying what we know about Shea now or yes. what? Okay, the, um, I don't know if he'd be consensus number one, but he'd definitely be top three. Who are you putting up there with him, Lamelo Ball? Yeah, bro. Um, Lamelo. All right, you ready for a hot take? I'm pulling off Kamiar here. Yes, Lamelo Ball is a shitty Rajon Rondo. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'll allow it. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I would put him up there. I just think that. He's Shea is not strong enough to to be a consensus. I think the word I'm I'm struggling with is consensus. Do I think there's a, a likelihood he'd go number one? Sure. Do I think that it would be like, oh, Shea's the number one pick, like it has been in some years? No, I don't. I See, don't. I think, I think it it'd be, be closer like, to that. Yeah. I mean, we when we do the redraft of that year, yeah. we consistently put Shea at three or four. Yeah. And this draft is not very good at the top. I, th- I think he'd easily go number one. I don't think there'd be much debate about it. If you knew that this is what you, this is the Shea you were getting, I think people would say. Oh, I you, think we you, could. You, re- re- you ready for another take? Lonzo's a, <laughs> Lonzo Ball's, a, or not Lonzo, uh, Lamelo Ball's a poor man, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, that's not fair to Shea. <laughs> Maybe so. I, um,. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could maybe revisit this conversation in a year and make the argument, de- depending on what you see from this draft class, that that's the case. But I think it's it can be hard to dissuade people from falling in love with the idea of what someone's potential is. Agreed. And I think there's there's enough guys in this class that have enough 
potential upside, even if it's not like obvious stardom in their future, I think there's enough upside there that would make it debatable. I think that's fair. I like it. Uh, so Shay staying. The next one, Deontay Burton, who has a $1.6 million uh, team option, the same as Hamadou Diallo. So the team can decide to pick him up and keep him. They can decide to just not pick up his option and let him walk. Um, they could pick up his option and include him in a trade. Deontay Burton, staying or leaving? Burton's an interesting one. Um, I think, again, he's cheap. He's a warm body that can play on a basketball team. And that may be <laughs> about where you can uh, end the conversation. He's not young. He's good for tanking. He's good for tanking. Um, he's He doesn't have youth on his side like some of the other guys that we've talked about so far. I think that you've probably seen Burton's ceiling. That may not end up being true, but it feels probably likely true at this point. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. And I don't think that what we've seen from Burton this thus far, you know, warrants him being around on this team long term. Now, that said, 1.6 mil for another warm body for next season, eh, maybe. Maybe he stays around, but I could see Burton, you know, being, again, trade fodder or shipping him off for a pick or, or I don't know, a low, a low pick. Yeah, um, I'm going something like that. I'm going stay on Burton um, for one reason only. 1.6 million is cheaper than what you're going to get a vet minimum, vet, veteran minimum for. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're saving money. That That's literally the only excuse. So I'm going stay on Burton. Is that fair with you? I'll buy that. Okay. Next one. Uh, our first unrestricted free agent, Nerlens Noel. Will he God re-sign in Oklahoma City? No. Or is he gone? He's he gone. Um, now that said, I was pretty convinced he was gone last year too. And getting another year of Noel was fantastic. I think he, he helped his market value. I think that um, there's going to be a lot of teams that would like to acquire Nerland's Noel, and I think that one of them will do so. So you got Noel uh, leaving? Yep. I think I do as well, although I'm not super confident on this one. Out of all the Thunder's free agents, I think Noel is the most likely to come back for a couple of reasons. The beginning of Noel's career was bad. Yep. Philly and then Dallas. And he's talked a lot about his fondness of being in Oklahoma City. I think yeah. that means a lot to a guy like him. Sure. Uh, I think that's why he signed a minimum deal to come back to OKC. Um, the Thunder could offer him a little bit more this year. And I, I think maybe there's a chance if he comes back to OKC for his third season, again, plays well, puts up numbers on a tanking team. We know 2021 is the year when there's all sorts of cap space and all sorts of free agents. Hmm. Maybe that's his year to to really cash out. Yeah, that's interesting. But the argument is he could also go and do that somewhere else. He could yeah. go somewhere else this year, right. play well. Uh, instead of getting numbers on a bad team, he can help somebody make a playoff run on a good team. Right. Um, I think that that was you setting up You know, next – summer is interesting because that's what I was going to say is as much as I think he's probably enjoyed Oklahoma city. I think he also has probably learned his lesson and that's, you know, cash in when you can. Yeah. He and I think Dallas, he man. has, 
I, I think he has the opportunity to cash in given the last couple of years of playing time in Oklahoma city. And I think that unless Oklahoma city said, you know, yeah, we really want to keep you this next year and we'll give you, you know, this much money. I think it's probably more likely that he's gone. Yep. And we know Houston's interested, right? Yes. Just, it, it makes a lot but of sense. But they don't have any money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with you. Uh, Noel is leaving. Let's move on to the next one. Abdel Nader. $1.7 million team option in the same boat as Diallo and Deontay Burton. Yeah, I think my thoughts on Nader are pretty much identical to Burton, though his what he's shown on the court, he's got a higher peak than Burton does. Yeah, I think, I think Nader has hit his ceiling, kind of like what we said Burton has hit his ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's just Burton's ceiling is, um, you know... The, the house where the ceiling is is the doghouse. <laughs> and Nader's ceiling, at least it was like a one-story building. Poor Deontay. He's just not very good. I mean, no he's offense to him. I, I, I'm sure he's I, – actually, I know he's a, a pretty decent guy. I've talked to him multiple times before. Yeah. He's just – very few players are high-quality NBA players. Very few yeah. people on planet Earth. It is an incredibly small number. This is true. You know? Shout-out Kyle Singler. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Dennis Schroeder, $15.5 million. He's on an expiring contract. This is his last season uh, for his contract. Schroeder, staying or leaving? Leaving. I'm with you. I think of all the trade candidates on the Thunder, I think Schroeder is the most likely to move. I agree. I agree. I think the quality of play and the price tag is um, easy to swallow. Yeah, I think it's a little less. I think that his 15.5 is a tad bit less than the average starting salary in the NBA. Yeah, it's it's very manageable if you're a team that needs point guard help, and I think there's lots of teams that need point guard help. Yep. Uh, Zach Lowe specifically mentioned the Boston Celtics, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Let's move Hmm. on to another Thunder trade candidate, Steven Adams, also on an expiring deal. However, $27.5 million. Yeah, that's a big number. It's a big number for all the reasons that we've talked about earlier in this podcast with the uncertain future. I think that makes Adam's contract a little harder to take on um, for a lot of teams in the league. That's a lot of money to commit to when you don't know what the financial future of this league looks like, when you don't know the financial future of your team, when you don't know when fans are going to be back in the stands and you'll be able to reap ticket revenue again. I, I think that can I interrupt that, you real quick? Yes, please. I think you are very much onto something there, but I'm going to take the opposite approach. Okay. I think this contract, although it's massive, is maybe a good contract for those reasons because it's expiring. If you can trade hmm. for Steven Adams, but then trade the Thunder back, someone making thirty million for the next three years. That's and true. you can get off long term money. And That's instead, ju- just let Stephen Adams expire next next summer. You now have cap space in the summer of 2021. Uh, and, and even if you don't fill that, you've cleaned your books up. And in hmm. return, you have to give the Thunder an ac- asset for taking on long-term money. Um, I, I think that contract is actually more beneficial than it is harmful uh, in the uncertain financial times. That's, that's a really good point, um, especially because the long-term financial outlook of the league is a, a lot more in flux than maybe this next season. Um, yeah, that's, I'll buy that logic. That's a good point. 
Then again, though, I think the Thunder just like Steven Adams and like the guy that he is and the teammate he is. Uh, so this is a difficult one for me. But, Justin, where are you going with staying or leaving? I was going to say stay. I've been very, like, much in the Steven Adams is gone camp. Like, I think they partly, like to trade him. I think it's just hard to do, do so. Yeah. And I think there's a potential of what you said of is there an opportunity to re-sign him at a lower at a smaller contract, and I think the answer to that is yes. He, do, I know he doesn't care about money. I mean, shit, he wears the same shoes every day, you know? <laughs> right. So are I mean, we, are we going to stay on not, Adams? My heart says yes. My head kind of says yes. Oh, well, then it's a yes. All right, he's staying. Then we don't have to talk about it, and I don't have to get sad inside. There we go. Next one should be pretty easy, I think. Andre yeah. Robertson, unrestricted free agent. Uh, I, it's I, difficult. I mean, can I was going to say, I minimum? don't know that I would describe this as easy. Yeah, can you bring him back on a minimum? And, and even right. though he doesn't play or maybe plays off the bench, he's a great locker room guy to have. Right. That's, that's what's compelling to me because what's the market for Andre Robertson? Again, a, a similar minimum. conversation to what we had earlier, but like – I think yeah. he's a guy that contending teams would like. I could Maybe. see I could see him going to like the Los Angeles Lakers. Is that it's crazy? It's one of those things. Uh, so here's why I think that might be a little crazy. It's one of those things where I think Robertson's reputation for defense and what is, you know, we've talked about, you know, how much did Robertson influence Dort and things like that. I think the legend of Robertson's defense is that that legend's a lot larger in Oklahoma City than it is in other locker rooms. And I think a lot of that has to do with they know, they've seen the behind the scenes, they know what Robertson can do in a practice, in a in a long-term relationship with a guy like Dort, or even like what we saw for a little bit with Terrence Ferguson, the influence that he can have. I don't know if other teams buy into that narrative as highly. I think that Robertson was a great defender. I think everybody knew he was a great defender, but I think he has always been more highly valued by Oklahoma City than he has by the rest of the league. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. But I also think some teams, some contending teams, I don't think he's going to go to a middle-of-the-pack team. I think a contending team would look at him and say, if we can get 80% of what he used to be on a minimum contract, he could be a massive help for us. I just think 80% is optimistic. I think if if we had 80% of what he used to be, we would have seen him play more in the bubble. That's true, but he's also had a couple months since the bubble to continue rehabbing and getting better. Yeah, but he had two and a half years before the bubble. I just think, think Robertson's role at this point is like a player coach. I don't think you're acquiring him for on court value. And that's why I think that he probably is more highly valued by Oklahoma City than he would be by other teams. So does okay. So is he staying or is he leaving? Ah, got to make a decision, man. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say stay. Okay, we'll put it down. He's staying. Ugh, okay. I feel like that's maybe the hottest one we've done yet. I didn't feel confident saying that at all. Moose Gala, the Moose, the Moose, two point uh, three million dollar player option this off season. He gets to choose if he stays or leaves. 
I think Moose is picking that up. I don't know if he can make that much money anywhere else, can he? Bingo. That's a lot of Mario tattoos. <laughs> I did not think we'd put stay on this one. I don't want to put stay on this one, but I'm I, typing right, stay. Right. I'm doing it. No, but I mean, like, if you're Muscala, I feel like it's a no-brainer. This team looks very similar to last year's team. Not super <laughs> exciting, Justin. Uh, Danilo <laughs> Gallinari is an unrestricted free agent. Gone. Yeah, he's leaving. Danilo's already apartment shopping, probably. Yes. He is gone. The only hope is that it's gone in a sign-and-trade. Yes. Last one. Chris Paul. God bless. Um, Two years left on his contract. Second year is a player option. He will pick up. Uh, he's owed $85.5 million over those two seasons. All of the things we've talked about up to this point weigh into the decision on Chris Paul. And I think his on-court value is undeniable. I think what he can bring to a team, he proved it this year. He redeemed his reputation a little bit, both from a like locker room chemistry perspective, but also from a health and longevity perspective. I think he's, he's playing at a level um, more attractive than we've seen in a couple years from him. Not just in terms of like skill, but like injuries and things like that. He looks better. And I think that makes him very attractive. But $85 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. Especially when you don't know what the financial outlook of the league is. And I think that's the wrench in all of this. Yep. I think I think if next season was normal, I would feel much more confident about Chris Paul being gone, like no question. What makes me hesitate a little bit is that financial piece of like, there's a scenario where nobody wants to take that on. Again, similar to last year, and it's going to be the question of yeah, different does Oklahoma City. Though. Correct. It's a different circumstance, but it's it's going to be the way it plays out could be similar. Yeah. And I don't know if Oklahoma City is going to be willing to part with anything like they're not going to do what the Rockets did and attach picks to get rid of Chris Paul. No way in hell. And so I think that's the only scenario where he comes back. That said, I think that's still an unlikely scenario. I think it's more likely that Chris Paul gets moved. I think there's a number of teams that are interested. It's just a matter of putting together a deal that makes the money work and finding a team that's really ready to, you know, go over the top and compete for a championship and they're okay with the financial risks involved. Yeah. And one of the biggest benefits of trading Chris Paul is not having him on your team because you want to tank. You yeah, want, you right. want to get a high draft pick in 2021. Right. And just by trading Chris, that lowers your projected win rate yeah. by a yep. lot, you know, and agree. I, I think that's maybe the, I think maybe the best thing you're going to get in a Chris Paul trade might just be that Chris Paul isn't on your team and it allows you to tank better. Yeah. I honestly think that is what it is. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree to that because you're not going to tell Chris Paul to go out there and lose on purpose. Exactly. It's not going to happen. He's he's too good. Okay. So of the 15 players we have, we have, I think, five leaving. Ferguson, we said, is gone. Schroeder is gone. Nerland's Noel is gone. Gallinari is gone. Chris Paul is gone. That's five players out the door. I think that's conservative. I think so too. Yep. So if five players are out the door, Justin, 
That means five players are coming through that door. Mm. Who are they? Give it to me. Let's make some projections. Um, I'm we, we, s- we got to fire them off here. We, I mean, we got. I want. I want to use the hot take sounder like ten times right now for five Vinny guys. Vinny and Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. I'm joking. I was about um, to. S- end no, this I'm, joking. I'm, j- I'm joking. I'm joking. I want do the think- poor man Shea Gilgis Alexander on this team, and I already have the rich man Shea Gilgis Alexander <laughs> on this team. <laughs> I thought I'd balance you out by throwing Denny in there. Uh, no, I don't think either of those players are on the Thunder. I hey, do. I mean, think- if the Thunder want to draft Denny, just whenever somebody else says his name, just say that's fake and it doesn't really count. Just go steal him. Um, Apparently that works, right? <laughs> well, TBD. Um, I think that they're – I'm going to say two players through the draft. Oh, I like it. 25 and somewhere else or different yeah. than 25? Um. I'm gonna. I think they're gonna move up from 25. I think I said that a couple of weeks ago on a pod, and then I think they'll. I don't know. Pick up a second rounder or something like okay, that. Okay, so we're gonna get two draft picks in. That's uh. That's a little spicy. So I like that. Um, three more players got to join this team. Uh, are one of them gonna be a free agent? Maybe. I think maybe a free agent, and then um. The rest through trades for Chris Paul and yeah. hopefully maybe a sign and trade for Gallo. Yeah, I think Fingers that's fair. Fingers crossed. I think that's fair. <laughs> um, I'm looking through the list of free agents so I can fire off a name here. Um, there's a lot of guys in this free agency class that are not going to get paid. I was going to say, there's a, there's a lot of prospects and not a lot of exciting prospects. Yep. Um, God, these names suck, man. <laughs> they really suck. I don't know. I mean, who... Is there a way to filter this by, like, age and dollar amount? Mm, no. Would be helpful. No, I... Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea who it is. Um, <laughs> this is I, I can't fan- filter. <laughs> fantastic. So I'm on SpokeTrack.com. You can yeah. filter by age. And I clicked filter by age, <laughs> and it went oldest to youngest instead of youngest to oldest. So I obviously I just can't <laughs> click again. It's got sixty nine year old. I was like, "What the hell?" It's Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, they've got him as a free agent. On That's here. fantastic. Uh, I mean, is there is there a, a scenario? I'm going to throw a crazy name out there, Tristan Thompson. That's an interesting one. Um, a guy that could. Uh, you know, use some reputation rebuild a little bit. He's been fine. I think he's more likely to go to a contender. I've got a name for you, a free agent okay. name. So we're going to throw out a, we got two draft picks. Let's do a free agent and two trade targets. Okay. Okay. Here's my free agent. Harry Giles. Oh, that's interesting. I've said his name a few times on twitter.com. He fits everything that ta- Presty targets. He's young, super athletic, versatile. Yeah. A um, lot of untapped potential. He wasn't a lottery pick. He could have been a lottery pick if it wasn't for injuries, concern. Uh, didn't pan out at his first stop. Yeah. It, it fits the Ennis Cantor, Nerlens Noel mold Yeah. perfectly. Save him from the Kings. And, and, and the Kings didn't pick up his option, so he's a free agent. Right, exactly. 
pull him out of a, a franchise that's not going to develop him and give him give him an opportunity to potentially develop. I th- I think that's fascinating. Let, let him. You're losing Noel anyways, yeah. so you put him in place behind Stephen Adams and let him learn. Put him in a culture that is a good basketball culture that's not the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Let's put him on the list. I like it. I would be super excited if they picked up Harry Giles. Like super excited. I think yeah. he I think he could be a really good player. Um I like him a lot. I kind of do see him as a little Nerlensy as well. Yeah. So, I like it. All right, so two draft picks, Harry Giles, who are the other two people joining this team? I've I've got a kind of a hot take trade okay. guy that's Fire gonna away. get thrown on there. Um Ricky Rubio. Mmm. Shout out timeline pod. Yeah, I just the more and more I think about it. It's interesting. There's just that I feel like there's a fit there. I know the the age line with Chris compared to like Booker and Mikhail Bridges and everybody doesn't line up great. Yeah. It just makes right. a lot of sense. And then I also think Chris to Philly with Doc and with Yep. Um uh um why can I remember his name, Justin? Dan Tony? No, Houston GM. Oh, freaking Maury. Yeah, yeah, yeah Daryl Maury. Yes. I, just that there's the fit is perfect. The relationships are already there. Yep. Two guys that have coached stars and, and recruited stars and are big game hunting. The Philly one makes a lot of sense too. Yep. I was gonna say, you know, the the trade the players you get via trade is going to obviously depend on who your trade partner is. I was going to say Philly as well. We want to throw Al Horford two... on this list? Mm, do Al, I Al, Al Horford or Ricky Rubio? Let's choose between those two. I think Al Horford is more likely. Let's do it. I like it. It fulfills. You know what's interesting about both of those is I feel like there's always this, there's this Oklahoma City Thunder, like, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, but they always seem to end up with the guys that get linked to them at some point mm-hmm. through rumors. And both of those would fulfill that mantra. Yes. Everybody yeah, yeah, wanted Ricky Rubio and, you know, get rid of Westbrook, get Rubio. So to like finally bring him in would be weird. And then same thing with Horford. Uh, I mean, obviously we all know Oklahoma city kind of sort of almost maybe had Horford in the bag and then Katie left and yep. that all blew up. But like, obviously neither of those, um, Players are what they were when they were rumored to come to the Thunder, but still be kind of fun. Definitely. All right, our fifth guy. We either have to choose somebody that is a Gallo sign-in trade or somebody who comes in from a Dennis Schroeder trade. <sighs> that one's harder because there's not like an obvious team. There's not an obvious deal for either of those guys that makes it harder to like hone in on who that could be. I still love the idea of Gallo in Miami. Yeah, and if Giannis signs the extension, you can make that work. Yeah. But the problem now is I think Miami, a lot of the guys that they would have traded are now free agents. Yep. Makes it a little bit difficult. I still think Gallo makes too much sense in Portland. Yeah, I like that fit too. What's a good landing place for Schroeder? I think there's a handful. Yeah. There's there's a lot of teams that could use shooter at point. Um, you know what? I just kind of thought of this. I don't know if this fits at all. Okay. 
Schroeder slides in really, really snugly into that Golden State Warriors trade exception. Huh. You're obviously That's not getting pick number two yeah. for him. <laughs> It'd be like a future Warriors yeah, pick right. or something. But yeah, that's fascinating. Um, is that that's maybe too many guards on that team? I don't know. Too many guards for the Warriors? Yeah, never. I don't know who who our last guy would be. Um, James Johnson from Minnesota. Yeah. James Johnson and pick 17 for Schroeder or James Johnson and pick 17 after the selection has been made for a Gallo sign and trade. I like that. I think Minnesota, you can play, play Schroeder and um, D'Angelo Russell side by side. Yeah. I think Oklahoma city proved that to an extent this mm-hmm. last season. Um, I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. What else comes with James John- James Johnson is what would make that interesting. Um, but yeah, I could see that. Are we putting James Johnson on the list? Well, begrudgingly, yeah. Let's do. Is it. there any, anybody else? Any other teams? Anything we're considering here? Not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, I can't think of anything either. All right, so we have. Let's see here one more time: Nerlens Noel, Terrence Ferguson. Dennis Schroeder, Danilo Gallinari, Chris Paul, leaving OKC. Coming in, we have two draft picks from the 2020 draft. Harry Giles, Al Horford, James Johnson. That's a big team. That's a lot of big guys. <laughs> Shout out New York Knicks. We're coming for you. Hopefully one of those drafts is uh, draft picks is uh, RJ Hampton. He's mm, I like RJ. There it is. I like RJ. I like it. I like it. Awesome. All right, well, Justin, we've gone a little bit late, uh, but I think this was a fun one. We have another podcast coming up on Thursday, uh, and then our our next week's episode, and then we have the NBA draft. So any any thoughts before we get out of here? My thoughts are I'm ready, like we said at the top, I'm ready for more tangible basketball news, and I'm very much looking forward to breaking down some real headlines instead of hypothetical ones. 100%. And according to you, we'll be doing that this week with the Thundercats. Will Weaver, book it. Will Willie Weaver. I'm ready. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. Go drop a five-star rating. If you've listened multiple times, you rule. We appreciate you. Tune in on Thursday's episode as we are hoping to get a draft guest on to talk all things OKC and NBA draft before... The actual NBA draft that comes up in a week and a half. Finally. So ready for it. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your pods. That way you can get that podcast downloaded immediately and not have to go out and search for it. We will also be dropping some news on a possible virtual draft party for draft night. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you come join, chat with us, hang out as we all sit back, um, social distanced, and check out the NBA draft. You guys have a great beginning of your week. Please stay safe, stay healthy. We will talk to you again on Thursday. And until then, get ready for the Will Weaver Emergency Podcast. Thunder up.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.